Welcome to a Biblical Perspective Podcast, where God's point of view matters. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. This podcast is designed to expand you beyond the mind's cultural and theological limitations about the Bible and what it teaches. Prepare for the challenge of becoming a critical thinker, analyzing life from God's perspective. Boldly and unapologetically, I'll address the ills and issues of our day using scripture as the frame of reference. Get ready to empower your thinking and change your life. Now, let's hear what God has to say. Well, hello, family. Welcome to another episode of a Biblical Perspective podcast. I'm your host, Prophet C.T. Johnson. Today, I'm joined with another special guest all the way from Kannapolis, North Carolina. My dear friend, Apostle Jeffrey Sanders is here with me as we continue apostolic and prophetic dialogue for all of January. And now in February, we are continuing Entering into the mind of God regarding what he is doing, what he wills, what he is demanding and commanding from his body in the year of 2022 and beyond. So Apostle Jeff Sanders is here with me to help us further grasp and understand and walk out what God is instructing. So you want to make sure that you stay connected. All right. Before we dive into today's episode, I want you to go to my website, ctjohnson.org and download my MP3 teaching. Execute your excuses along with the PDF notes. Absolutely free. That's right. Absolutely free. The free resources will help to empower your thinking and change your life. You know, many of you. You have unfortunately been stuck in the cycle of excuses and this MP3 teaching along with the PDF notes is going to help unstuck you. So go to the website. You have no excuses because it's free. CTJohnson.org and download your MP3 teaching along with the PDF notes of the powerful message. Execute your excuses. Now, prepare to think critically as we engage in dialogue with my special guest, Apostle Jeffrey Sanders, pastor of Word Life Center in Kannapolis, North Carolina. Are you ready? Let's hear what God has to say. Tonight, we have Apostle Sanders from North Carolina. And so what I've been doing at the beginning of each week, we have been giving a brief recap in regards to what has been said, what God informed us concerning the previous guest. And so, Apostle, I'm going to uh, uh, share with you and share with those some potent and powerful statements that were made by our previous guests. And then I want to hear your thoughts as it pertains to it. I want to whatever may uh, uh, stand out to you, what may resonate with you as we recap. And uh, and then we'll move further into where we're going uh, specifically. Uh, so let's start there. All right. Now, our first guest was Prophet Angela Powers. And uh, she said, individuation, individualism, and narcissism 
won't be tolerated in 2022. Individuation, individualism, and narcissism won't be tolerated in 2022. She also said that God demands that we come into the maturation of the mind of Christ, that we mature, that we enter into that realm of understanding, wisdom, and knowledge that comes from Jesus Christ himself. Now, before I go into the rest of them, I'm going to pause and just give you some time uh, here regarding this statement, because we have a few. And so instead of me just throwing them all out at you, uh, I'm going to roll them out one at a time. But what are your thoughts in regards to those two statements by Prophet Powers? Well, I'll address the first one. You may have to repeat the, the second one. Yes, um, yes, I've been hearing that word a lot over the last couple of weeks, pretty much this whole um, new year about humility about God resist the proud and he give grace to the humble. And that in this next move, it's not going to be about me or I, and it's not going to be about the mega and how great we are, but it's going to be about humility and getting back focus and in touch with the heart of God and making him big, magnifying him and putting the attention back on Jesus where it belongs. It shouldn't have gotten off, but somewhere over the last probably 10 years or so, we've gotten off and we've lost focus. And it has produced uh, a lot of prideful people, a lot of um, narcissistic people mm -hmm. that feel like the world revolves around them. And the truth of the matter is it revolves around God and he's the one that's causing it to, to revolve. So uh, mm -hmm. We need to get back to, to the basics. So I totally agree. This this is definitely, listen, this is, this is going to be that kingdom movement. And what transpires um, this year and years to come is going to be about the body of Christ uh, advancing the kingdom of God. There, there are not going to be any celebrities. Um, right. You, you know, unfortunately, it took a pandemic of this magnitude to kind of I hate to say it like this, to kind of shut some voices up mm -hmm. and to shut some stuff down. And I think during this two year period, that that I mentality and that that it's about me has been crushed because people couldn't travel. They couldn't do the things they used to do. They right. had to change up their methods. And so that narcissistic attitude, I think, has kind of been has been smothered in this season. And I think when we finally begin to see things lift, we're going to see the body of Christ emerge and not individuals. That's powerful. That is so true. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but there's still a, a residue of narcissism, individualism and individuation. As Prophet Powers said, there's still a residue because we're hearing it. I'm hearing it in a lot of these quote unquote prophetic words for 2022. Yes. Yes. It's about you in 22 and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> yabba dabba do and all of this foolishness. Uh, but, you know, I love what you said that God is bringing the church, the body of Christ, his elect back to the reality that it's about him. Yes, sir. It's about him. And as I always say, God never saved us to serve us. He no. saved us to serve him. He saved us so that we could uh, f uh, f assist him in facilitating 
his will, purpose, and plan in the earth. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth. So many Christians, unfortunately, are trying to get to heaven. <laughs> we fail to realize that God's purpose of, of birthing the human race was to establish heaven, the kingdom, on earth. Yes. You understand? Yeah. So, all right, let's uh, let's let, let's move further. I don't want to park there, but I but I can. But I, I don't want to park there. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to move on to to the next uh, guest statement, uh, even though a couple of them gave more than one, of course. But I'm just going to lift uh, one versus two. Uh, and Prophet Tyler Price, Chief Prophet Tyler Price, she said a lot of things are suspended until further notice, until the king gets what he wants. And that just rattled me. She said, God is putting things on hold. He's suspending things until what he wants takes precedence. What are your thoughts there? Well, that's what I was alluding to when I said some things have been smothered. Uh, when, when, when you smother fire, it loses effectiveness. It goes out. Um, right. So basically, I totally agree with that. There, there are some things that are on pause uh, until God gets what he wants. Because let's just be honest, he hasn't gotten what he wanted in a long time. Uh, man has gotten what he's wanted and, and man agenda has superseded the agenda of God. And so I believe that these, well, now going into the third year where we've been dealing with this, um, right. has put some things on hold. And I believe that when, when the play button is hit again, things are going to look a whole lot different than they did three years ago or two years ago. And I, mean, uh, I think you're gonna see people uh, that were not quite um, on fire for God. They're gonna emerge out of this with a different mentality. And there, there are gonna be people that are gonna leave religion and look for kingdom. Mm. And so I think the whole dynamic of, of Christendom and the church is getting ready to change, not for the bad, for the better. And right. we're getting ready to see that remnant arise, um, not because we're getting ready to die or something, but we're, we're getting ready to do that thing which he has created us to do. And that is to advance his kingdom, establish his kingdom in the earth and be salt and light and stop trying to be celebrities. Well, oh, oh Lord. OK, I got to get my bell up. I got to get my bell. I got, <laughs> I got my virtual bell. You said it's time for us to stop to, to start being salt and light and stop being celebrities. Yes. Now that was powerful right there. That was powerful right there. Uh, uh, Lord have mercy with, okay. I, 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 I got to hit my bell on that. I got to hit my bell. Can I, can I touch that a little bit more? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Go ahead. Touch I, it. I, I remember, um, Oh my God, this has been over 20 years ago when, um, I went to, my first and only manpower conference in Atlanta. And when I got there, um, I was shocked how many people actually looked like T.D. Jakes. They wore the suits he wore. They had the haircut off. They they were really Jake lookalikes. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I didn't really think a whole lot about it, but I understand that when we started having mega conferences, and having these renowned speakers, it kind of created a celebrity mindset in the in the in the hearts of a lot of ministers, preachers, apostle, prophet, because what we saw, and and I and I'll be I'll be um, transparent. I start saying, man, I love to get on platforms like that. 
Wow. I love to have that exposure and be able to uh, see. We say it under the guise of ministering to that many people. Right. But the truth of the matter is we want to be a household name. And so what happened, a lot of people brought into that 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 idea of being the next T.D. Jakes or the next Juanita Bynum or the next Paula White or, you know, the next uh, Creflo or, or mm -hmm. whoever. And so what we were doing, instead of being content and being fruitful with what God has called a lot of us to do, we had aspirations to be something great because that's what we were seeing. And so what happened, it caused a lot of ministry gifts, male and female, to get off track and start mimicking the voices that we were hearing, dressing like them, wanting that lifestyle and not realizing that maybe God just graced them for that. He didn't grace you for that. So you have to maximize in your Metron, you know, mm -hmm. you have to be faithful with the grace that is on your life. And mm -hmm. I think that what has happened over the last two and a half years has put pause on some stuff to make those that are really serious about their relationship with God refocus, recalibrate and, and get them get their hind parts back in order and back in alignment with God's plan for their life. Indeed. You said something very powerful among many things. You said that many had aspirations to be great. Right. And you know, that's so true. And it's unfortunate. Many in the body of Christ have aspirations to be great rather than to promote the great. Yes, yes. There is one who's already great. Yes. Jesus Christ. He is the, 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 the lead actor, as it were. He is the, uh, the, the, the one that is called center stage. And, and we are, we, the body of Christ, we are in a supporting role. See, right. we want the lead role. Yes. But even in regards to Bishop Jakes and all the other names that you called, the truth be told, they are in the supporting roles. But the church, the church switched them out. Yeah. We put them in the leading role and put Christ in the supporting role. And what God is doing, and I believe this with all the fiber of my being, that what we have experienced from 2020 with the pandemic, even with the election, that God was he was the orchestrator behind it all because even in the devil doing what he is doing, he is permitted to do it. Right. right. He is allowed to do it. He is given space to do it. Satan is an employee of God. Yes. And so God is the orchestrator behind it all. And he is allowing what he, uh, rather he, he is, he's allowing this and orchestrating this because as you said, we've desired to be great right. versus pushing the one who is great. Yes. Greater, greater is he. See? Yes. And, and we fail to understand, uh, what Jesus even said regarding himself. He said, if I be lifted up, not if we lift ourselves. Right. The drawing does not take place when we lift ourselves, when we lift our agenda, when we lift our purpose. No, the drawing takes place when we lift him. This is powerful. This is powerful. All right. Let me uh, lift one or two more statements and then we're going to move further. So our guest from two weeks ago, Apostle Stephen Holt, 
senior out of Oregon, he said this. He said, when God takes center, we are decentered. And what he meant by that is, again, and you've alluded to it, all that we have seen is God moving himself center stage. He is taking uh, ownership and headship of his church. And, 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 And that was just simple but powerful. He said, when God takes center stage, we are decentered. Everything around God is insignificant. It is he that is significant, takes priority. What are your thoughts there in regards to what Apostle Holt said there? You know what, Prophet, I was writing down a few thoughts because I didn't you know, know exactly where you wanted me to go. And um, on this little notepad, you mm-hmm. probably can't see it. I, the, the third thing that I wrote down is back to God's agenda. Wow. Back to God's agenda. Wow. So when God takes center stage. I love it. It means that he's stepping back in the middle of his agenda and not our plans. Uh, one of the things that I keep hearing Holy Spirit say to me is that I'm taking my church back. Mm-hmm. I'm taking my church back because the <laughs> to be honest with you, this just came in my ear. We hijacked God's church. Lord, where's my bell? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> we, we hijacked this church and we made it look like what we wanted it to look like. We made it sound the way we wanted it to sound. And so we did a lot of things in the name of the Lord that yes, wasn't sir. necessarily the Lord. And so we pushed God off the stage a long time ago. And, and I'm alluding to, to we because we're the body of Christ. Right. Um, that's not what took place in, in my ministry, your ministry, and other people's ministry. But because it's one body, we have to include ourselves in that. And mm-hmm. so we we hijacked the church a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And we did things um, under the umbrella of God's agenda. Mm-hmm. But in all actuality, it was man's agenda. That's and right. it was what can man benefit or how can man benefit out of this that we're producing and we're saying that it's God's agenda? You know, it's just something hit my spirit today. And I, I say, I don't want to hear another story. I want the glory. My God today. I want the That's glory. I don't want to hear another story. I don't want to hear about the good old days of the past. We've had some, yep. but I, I just want the glory. And, and I want God to get back on the throne in his houses which we've taken him off the throne and we have exalted flesh and, and programs and, and agendas. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people have put COVID on the throne that belongs Come to on. God. We Come hear on. about that more than the power of God. God is yes, still God. a healer, you know? And so, mm-hmm. yes, we, we must allow him to be the center again so everything can revolve around him and not in spite of him. Mm. And, you know, the glory of God manifesting in a tangible and potent way without the laying on of hands, because when the presence of God really yes. manifests, according to the Old Testament, it said that the priest couldn't even minister. No, no. When the presence of God is really authentically, genuinely, tangibly in a place, there is no need for the insertment of flesh whatsoever. And 
in order for the glory of God to return, it's going to take us, hear this, those watching, accepting the changing of the guards. And you mentioned, uh, as it pertains to, you know, the good old days. Yes, we thank God for what he did in decades past. We thank God for whom he used. We thank God for for Smith Wigglesworth. We thank God for Lester Summerall. We thank God for Oral Roberts. We thank God uh, 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 for, for those uh, even T.D. Jakes, who's yet alive, for Creflo yes. Dollar, for yes. uh, uh, Joyce Myers, for those that are yet in the land of the living. But however, we are in a new era, saints. We are in a new dispensation. And the, the, the problem is we're trying to progress in God off of an old agenda. Yes, yes. But we need to accept the new agenda. We need to accept the new protocols, the new rules and regulations that govern the new move. Behold, I do a new thing. But we quote that and we shout over that. But in order to embrace the new, you have to release the old. See, and we're trying to uh, uh, we're trying to weave old fabric with new fabric. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It is not going to work. And I want to say this as well, because you I'm telling you, see, that's why apostles and prophets Listen, they, they go hand in hand because you 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 got my mental stirred. You talked about how we have switched out God's agenda for man's agenda. Well, I want to add to that. Not only have we switched out God's agenda for man's, but we've switched out God's agenda for the agenda of other gods. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. The church has switched out gods. It's so evident to those whom are in their right place, those whom are whom are tapped in and, and plugged in, a more operative word, those who are really plugged in to the spirit and on the frequency of the spirit, it is evident that, uh, of course, not the body of Christ as a whole, but there are many in the body of Christ that are still preaching on behalf of Jesus, but they're not on the side of Jesus. No, they're not. They have switched gods. And this is why this type of discussion and dialogue is necessary with God's apostles and prophets, because it is the apostles and the prophets that God uses to vet, to validate uh, salvation. Many people don't even understand the apostles in the scriptures. They validated whether or not someone was truly converted or not. Yes. Yeah. And you got things talking about, well, how do you know that they're really saved? <laughs> well, if you are a true apostle, that's the job. That's the job description. That's one of the job descriptions. One of the functions of an apostle, a thronal apostle, is to verify conversion. Yes. See? All right. You done got me stirred up. Anything you want to add there before I move on? Because you, you, Lord have mercy. We got 30 minutes. Lord have mercy. You, <laughs> I'm wow. stirred. I'm stirred. Go ahead. Anything yeah, you yeah you're, you're absolutely right. Um, we have put idolatry in the church. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, Prophet Johnson, that um, always comes to mind when, when I'm talking about idolatry and, and us replacing God is when Moses went up on the mountain to get the Ten Commandments and his his priest, his preacher, the pastor Aaron, uh, made a golden calf. Yes, sir. But what a lot of preachers don't preach is that Aaron put the golden calf in front 
of, a, of the ark in front of God. And so he used the idol to put out front and hid God in the background. Talk and that's sir. what we're doing. We're saying that God is, is still there and he's moving, but we have actually placed an idol out front in front of God. And so people are really worshiping the idol instead of worshiping Yahweh. My God. Talk, sir. You're talking strong. And so um, it, it is very obvious. You know, I started teaching on the Ten Commandments two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And the first commandment, that I should have no other God. And well, the church, man, we have put so many different things above God and worship so much stuff and still say that we're worshiping the God of the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's a shame. And it is a shame how the church has become so desensitized that we don't even realize when a different spirit has infiltrated the church. Wow. And, and, and we're operating under a demonic spirit and not the Holy Spirit. Talk and it's that. because of that idolatry that we have invited into the houses of God and that we participate in, in, yes, mm -hmm. in idol worship. That's it. That's it. I love it. You said invited in. And that, that, that is so true. We have opened the door. We've opened the door. We've opened the window. We've opened yes. the basement. We've opened the attic. We've, <laughs> yeah. We have opened every exit and entry point, and we have allowed what is currently occupying God's space. Yeah. We have allowed it. We have allowed it because many have been out of place. They've been MIA, all right, missing in action. You have, uh, uh, and I've said this, and I've said it, and people have gotten upset, but you know, I care less. But it's true when you understand scripture, back to what I said earlier, that scripture's authoring mantles is the apostle and the prophet. But what the church did is we got swept away with the in, with the evangelical move. Yeah. Uh -huh. And we took the reins of the church out of the hands of the apostles and prophets and placed it in the hands of the pastors and even the evangelists. Right. Right. And that's why we have this runaway train. And what my apostle says, the only way to stop a runaway train is to crash it. Yes. That's the only way. Yes, that's, that's the true. only way. And what we're seeing is God crashing this runaway train. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Uh, uh, one more statement, and then we're going to move into what God has been saying to you as his apostle, what he's been downloading to you, what he has been un. Uh, unfolding to you in regards to the year that we're in, the dispensation that we're in. And so we're going to shift there in just a moment. Uh, the last statement I want to reiterate is from our, uh, last week's guest, Apostle Sally Cheney. And she said this, listen, simple. And I, I'm not even going to explain this. I'm just going to put it out here and just let you roll. She <laughs> said, falseness is being exposed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It is. I mean, because you know what? The people that have made it through the last two years, mm -hmm. they they not they're not looking for the fluff anymore. You know, they're looking for authentic uh, Bible based uh, relationship uh, movements. And so all of this stuff that has been fake and been covered up, it is being exposed mm -hmm. and, and God has to expose it. Uh, so that the real authentic church can emerge. Yes, I mean, all of that, that phony stuff and, and that, that gift based 
movement where people are exercising in gifts and they're not even born again. Um, yeah, that stuff is being exposed, man. And it, it's sad that the only people we can blame for what we've seen over the last 10, 20 years is the church itself. That's it. It's the church itself. Because the, the, the more we seek for fame and recognition, the farther away from the word of God we get. And mm. I, I'm reading a book, uh, The Downfall of the Man of God by Apostle John Tesola. And one of the things that he said in the book when he wrote a few years ago is that over 60% of Christian leadership do not have any form of accountability in their personal life or their churches. Wow. Wow. And I what, would probably what, say what's the percentage again? What uh, that, re repeat that. What was that percentage? Repeat that statement again. Over, over 60% of mm -hmm. Christian leadership, talking about pastors, uh, right. those that are responsible for, for flocks of congregation, um, don't have any accountability in their personal life or their churches. So they just wow. go out here and do things that, that right. seem right. Right. So I could you go know, deeper, but. That's that. That's so powerful. I want to, you know, and that ugh, I'm trying not to go in, in another direction. But this again, this dialogue is needed and necessary because just to your point, there are many that are in leadership roles. They are in positions of authority. Right. But yet they are not accountable. No. And any person that's in a leadership role and are in a position of authority that lacks accountability is a person that is on their way to self-destruct as well as destroy the lives that they are covering and or that they are over because accountability, there is safety in a multitude of counsel. That's yes. Bible, that's scripture. And so we have to understand that God developed rules and regulations and barriers not to restrict us from enjoying life. That's contradictory to what Jesus said as it pertains to his whole purpose for coming. Right. And he came that we might have life, catch this, and more abundantly. Yes. So we know that rules and regulations, commandments and requirements are not placed upon our lives for restriction to prohibit enjoyment and or fun, but they're placed there to ensure that we live the best life that God has ordained for us. And so I want people to understand the purpose of this dialogue because there's so much that is happening in the body of Christ yes. at the hands of leadership yes. that is incorrect, that is erroneous, that is bringing reproach on the kingdom of God. Uh, many have seen it. You and I talked about it briefly backstage. Many have seen the viral video uh, in regards to a very well-known pastor in Tulsa, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in regards to uh, him dealing with the text of Jesus spitting on the ground and, and making uh, clay spittle and putting it on the eyes of the man. And, and, and those who didn't watch the video, I'm painting a picture for you. Uh, he was illustrating that text. And uh, uh, what I want to extract out of that is, and of course, today in, in, in his defense, as it were, he did come uh, with a public apology, things of that nature, and saying that he realized in watching it, realized that, you know, he 
it was wrong for him to utilize uh, such an illustration. But my point in bringing that up is, again, to inform you of the significance of this type of dialogue, because we have individuals in leadership and some have pure motives. They have pure hearts. They're not vindictive. They're not trying to be nasty. They're not trying to subvert the plan of Jesus Christ. They're not trying to insert themselves per se. But when we fail to submit to proper authority, and here's another clincher, Apostle, I'm throwing it to you, uh, uh, not just, see, we, we fail to understand submission is not complete if you don't adhere to the instructions of the one you're submitted to. Exactly. Yes, sir. Because I've had people, you know, I, I'm not pastoring anymore, but you know, I've pastored for many years, founded three churches, and people said, those who were in my congregation and out, they submitted to me as their pastor, as their mentor, leader, spiritual father. You know, they give you all of these terms and accolades, try to, you know, buddy <laughs> you up. Yeah. But then as soon as the the relationship, the, the validity of it is challenged, with me giving you an instruction, oh, now God is leading you another way. Oh, well, God didn't reveal it to me that way. Well, you're not submitted again if you don't adhere to the instruction that is given by the one you say you're submitted to. What's the point in submitting to a person you don't trust? Right. Yes, sir. And I believe that's one of the reasons why we have issues submitting to Jesus Christ, to his headship, to his lordship, because the truth of the matter is a lot of us, we don't trust Jesus's advice. We don't trust it. We, we don't trust his word like we say we do. We don't trust it. No. And therefore, when he when he challenges us, when he presses us now, all of a sudden. It's something else. What say you uh, thoughts, comments, and then we're going to move into what the Lord has been sharing to you with you in regards to this year and beyond. But what are your thoughts right there? Well, I totally agree with you. And uh, when I saw um, what had happened yesterday and I found out that TMZ is actually who broke that situation mm -hmm. first before the, the church got a hold of it and started giving their own comments and commentary on it. But I, I think that I think that when you get away from God's intention, you open yourself up for error. Now, now let, let me explain what, what I'm Say talking about. Say that again, Apostle. When Say you get again. away from God's intention, you open yourself up mm. for error. Wow. Because the Bible says, what, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, that um, people are saved. It, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God's agenda is to get people saved through the foolishness of preaching, the mm. preach gospel. Mm -hmm. What we're seeing now, and even in a lot of comments that I read about the situation, they was like, well, oh, he used a lot of illustrations and he used a lot of, you know, stories and stuff. And I mean, that's okay in this place. Right, right. But if we get back to preaching the word and stop trying to entertain people, and make the gospel so palatable where people can just say, oh, it was a nice service or a right. if we get back to the foolishness of preaching, mm. what, what Apostle Paul says, then we will avoid the errors, no matter the errors, no matter how um harmful or 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 minute they may be. 
I right. mean, that was that went overboard because what was behind it. Now, I believe he's a man of God. I believe he loves God. I don't think he's a false prophet. I've seen people say some mean stuff and, and mm -hmm. that's unnecessary. I think he made a mistake right. in judgment trying to be so relevant right. that you did something that was disgusting. Yes, but sir. in your attempt to paint a picture to people that are not used to hearing strong gospel, getting mm -hmm. strong meat, mm -hmm. you, you erred in that. And mm -hmm. I think when we start seeing stuff like this, it's a reminder that we need to get back to the preaching of the gospel and, and cut all these um, dramas out yes, and sir. all of these illustrations. Where Jesus told parables, he told parables. He didn't have them acted out. You know what I'm saying? And so Come I on, think that we need to get back to the book and to the. That's and it. you're talking about what's what God showed me for 2022. That's part of it. Getting back to the Word of God and allowing the word of God to do what it is supposed to do. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, two sword and piercing asunder, dividing the bone and the marrow, the soul yeah. and the spirit. It is That's a right. discerner of the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. If we preach Jesus, if we get back to the Bible, we'll see the manifestation that the word will produce. My God today. Listen, I want to uh, so many powerful comments are coming in. I want to share this particular comment from uh, Brother Carlos Howard, and I want you to uh, give your thoughts on it. I found it to be very uh, powerful and relevant to our discussion. He says, who changed the truth of God into a lie? God has given a lot of ministries their pink slips, yes, but they haven't realized it yet via death, closing churches, as well as exposing their secret deeds of idolatry idolatry, and sitting them down. Their accountability, uh, th there is more to it. Well, let me read the rest of it because all of it can't show on the screen. He says their accountability is not to the conviction of God's Holy Spirit and his words, but decreeing their own words and exalting themselves. This is an excellent discussion Apostle, any anything you want to highlight there or touch uh, in regard? I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. So you know what? I always tell people about. Um, I don't know if you used to watch it, but um, I ain't always been saved. So um, I was backslidden for a season, and I used to like to watch Showtime at the Apollo. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. And, and there was a man called Sandman. Sandman, yes, sir. Talk and, about. And, and when you were just in error, Sandman would come out there with his hook. And he would pull you off the stage. <laughs> and I believe, speaking to what Brother Carlos Howard is saying, yes, that the spiritual Sandman has come out with his hook. What you say? And he has pulled some preachers off the stage. Right off the stage. And, and, and saying that your season is up because My the kingdom God. of God is on a forceful advancement. And God is getting his church back. He is, See, the only way he can really get his church back is he got to remove the performers off the stage. Then he got to put the authentic back in place. Yes, sir. And then we can see this move of God that we're about to experience. He told me that this is the year of the double portion. Mm. And, and I know we say double portion. First thing people think about is Elijah and Elijah and that mantle doing double the mirror. Yeah, that's part of it. But the double portion also was the part that went to the eldest son. Right. The eldest son got the double portion of the father's inheritance. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. this is not just about, oh, I'm going to have a double portion of the anointing. No, this is about double portion of your inheritance that God is releasing 
into your life. But it's not the church that is getting it, it's the remnant. Mm, because when so. we give prophetic words, the whole church get excited. Right. And you know, if you've been out of position and you ain't been walking with God and according to the word of God, and you haven't been faithful in doing what you're supposed to do, you know you're not qualified for this next move. Mm. You know what? And and if, and if I could give the prophetic flip side to that, because you just said it, you said that the double portion of blessing, the double portion of the goodness of God is to the remnant, to those that have remained faithful, to those that have repented, to those that have realigned. And so I, what I want to add to that, the double portion, see, we are one sided in our thinking. We are. But we need to understand that for, for those who are unrepentant for those who are uh, in rebellion, for those whom have uh, betrayed Jesus Christ and uh, uh, aligned uh, with other gods and, 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 and given them allegiance, you're going to receive a double portion of consequences as it pertains to your disobedience, as it pertains to your betrayal. See, we don't want to hear that word. No, we don't. Uh-uh. We don't want to hear that word. Oh, this is the year of the, of the double. Yeah, but it could be the year of double hell for some of you. Oh, it's going to be. Hell. It's, yeah, uh, it's gonna be. Absolutely. See, yeah. we, th- 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 this is what the scripture talks about, the whole counsel of God. See? Yes. But now, all right, uh, 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 I want you to share. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it to you here for the next 10, 12 minutes or so. And I want you to share what God has been sharing with you, what he has been unfolding and rolling out to you as his apostle for where we are and where we're going. Okay, well, I've shared the part that he gave me about this is the year of the double portion, but he also said that this is the year where motives are going to be examined. Why are we doing what we're doing? And so a lot of people have been doing things with the wrong motive, whether they're trying to pastor a church or whatever they're trying to do, but their motives have not been authentic and it has not been um, the plan of God for their lives. And God said he is getting ready to expose the motives of men in this season. And you're getting ready to see why people were doing what they were doing. And a lot of times we'll bend in the wrong direction and do things um, that are convenient and not necessarily biblical because our motives are wrong. We'll, we'll compromise in certain things if our desire it's just to grow a bigger church and not necessarily to develop a people. And so God said he's getting ready to expose the motives from the top to the bottom. That's getting ready to be revealed and exposed. And then he said that the church, the true church, is getting back to his agenda, getting back to the heart of God, the, our first love. The song said, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And that's where God is calling us back to him not to your gift, not to your agenda, but to him. If you get back to him, he'll release you into your assignment and your purpose, but it'll be his assignment and his purpose for your life and not something that you've concocted because you want the attention of men or you want to be seen. We got to make sure that everything we do, we're doing it because it is God's will for our lives and it's not something that we want to do just so we'll be recognized. It's amazing how many uh, things are birthed out of wrong motive because a person uh, feels a certain way or they desire certain accolades or attention. They'll start doing something and that's not what God has called that person to do. So God says he's getting ready to expose 
the motives within the church. Uh, all of that God taking center stage again, all of that is happening because God is exposing motives and he's exposing hidden sin and hidden agendas because he said he want his church back and he's taking his church back. And uh, another thing, uh, prophet God said, divine order, divine order. And what we were talking about as far as accountability, the way that the church was birthed, I mean, even in Acts, when um, the apostles said, you choose seven men of good reputation and full of the Holy Spirit. And, and they brought the seven before them. They laid hands on them and anointed them to be the deacons of the church. And so there was order. And then the Bible says that many Orthodox priests um, began to come into the faith because of order and because of the distribution of help uh, when it came to the things of the kingdom. And then we see that the apostles start establishing uh, churches, putting elders in those churches, and they were accountable to these apostles. They had teams of elders that would go check on these churches and make sure that these pastors were in the word and doing what they were supposed to do. Because you can't have a move of God without divine order. God always moves in order, even from Genesis, when he got ready to put everything back in place, you know, he had to have order. And he said, let this happen. Let that happen. Let there be like God was bringing order out of chaos. And when he brought everything back into position, that's when he put a man in the earth to govern what he had put in order. And what we've been trying to do is have church, have a move, experience the glory out of chaos. And it doesn't happen like that. There has to be divine order. And divine order comes from structure, comes from the apostles, the prophets, and That's then right. setting those pastors and teaching that in, in place and making sure that they don't deviate from the word of God, but they do things according to the word of God. So there has to be um, divine order. And then Holy Spirit said, when we get the divine order piece right, we'll start back seeing the demonstration of the spirit. Mm. You were talking earlier about um, you don't have to lay hands when the glory is there. Right. People start being healed. Lumps will start disappearing. Devils will start crying out and, and, and leaving people. We'll start to see what we're supposed to see, all because we put that divine order back in place. And divine order doesn't happen in the church. It happens in the lives of the people. And then it comes into the church. But what we try to do is put order in the church and the people leave and go back home to chaos. No, people are going to have to clean their lives up. They're going to have to get structure. They're going to have to get order and they're going to have to come into divine alignment with the plan and purpose of God for their life. God does not work in confusion and he does not work in chaos. Talk, sir. He is yes, not sir. the author of confusion. confusion. He said that and he meant what he said. And he said what he meant. You have given us some powerful things. Uh, continue. You got another five minutes or so. Anything else you want to uh, share with us? Anything you want to um, roll out, further explain? Go ahead. I just, I just want to challenge the church, the body of Christ, the ecclesia, to get things in order. Get things in order. Not, you know, we used to always say, you know, he's coming back. You better get your house in order. Right. Right. So we were taught the only reason we needed order is so we wouldn't be left behind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need order so you can move out in some things. 
that God has ordained for your life because Talk God about. is not going to use us any kind of way. Right. God is going to use a person that has their life in order. And the problem is some people think that you're going to make God wait on you to get some stuff in order. No, God is not waiting on you. Come on. <laughs> God is moving enough, in, spite. <laughs> yeah. in spite of you, he's moving. That's and it. so you, you got to bring order to your life. See, it, it is impossible to really have a relationship with the Holy Spirit and the word of God. And you operate from a place of dysfunction and disorder. And God is calling his body back into divine alignment, back into divine order. Okay. So when they see us moving, they will see Christ in operation instead of a bunch of dysfunctional church people talking about we represent the Christ. Mm. So I challenge you to get in order, get your relationship back tight with God. If you've let some things slip over the last year or so, I, I beseech you to get this right because God is getting ready to do some extraordinary things. Before this year out, prophet, they're going to know that this is a God in America, a yes, God sir. in Israel, a God in my house, a God in your house. They're, oh, they're going to know. It's getting ready to be obvious because see, we had clowns on the stage performing, but God is getting ready to get back on the stage. <laughs> Yes, sir. You know, all right. That's bell worthy. Let me hit my bell. Let, <laughs> let me hit my bell. The apostle said we have had clowns on the stage. Come on, bell. <laughs> there we go. He said we have had clowns on the stage, but now God is getting ready to take his stage back. He is getting ready to take center stage and he's clearing out the clowns. My God. Yeah. Today. The this circus is over. Powerful. Come yes. on here. The circus is over. I want to, in our last few minutes here, uh, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to give you another opportunity to give your closing remarks. But uh, you, you said something just uh, a short while ago, and that is many people were, uh, many people thought that that order, that God wanted order, uh, and the order was necessary simply to get them to heaven. However, and however you said this, and it was, it was very powerful that God requires order uh, because there are things that he wills us to do. He He requires that that we get into divine order, get, get in alignment, that we even begin to structure and restructure and organize and prioritize our life mm -hmm. so that we can get in position so that his purpose for us can be employed. Speak to that a little more because a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, they, they want God to use me. You know, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. No, he can't use you because you're disorderly. Absolutely. You don't have structure. Come on. Yes. Your clothes dirty. You got dishes in the sink from last week. Come, Come on. on you been vacuumed in two months and you <laughs> and you work. And you want God to use you, but there's no order. There's no structure in your life. You're, cha you're chaotic. You're, you're, you're emotional. Everything you do is based off of emotion. You hadn't cleaned your house because you didn't feel like doing it. That's right. emotion. So right. talk to us a little bit more about that, that God requires order in order for us to be of use to him. Yes. The first miracle that Jesus did when he wasn't even supposed to reveal himself 
as the Messiah at the at the wedding of Canaan. He told them to take those six water pots and fill them to the brim with water. He mm -hmm. said that was order. Put the pots there, fill them right. to the brim, take them to the governor. And when the governor draws out, a miracle is taking place. When Jesus said the people was hungry, he said, sit them down right. in companies. Yes, sir. Fifties in companies of tens and companies mm -hmm. of hundred. He said, bring order to it. Jesus didn't even receive Come the, on, the, the meat, the fish and the bread until there was order out there. And after there was order, he, he broke it, he blessed it. And he said, now distribute it to the people. God does not move in chaos. God only moves where there's order. When you get order in your life, you start to see the supernatural in your life. But until you can bring some order, if you always looking for your shoes and your stockings and your necktie and you don't you never know where anything is. If you're always running late. You're never <laughs> early. And you're talking about you representing the kingdom of God. You do not have the power of God flowing in your life because on, my son just said something. He said order determines the flow and empowers us to function. Mm. Yes, he order did. That's determines the flow and empowers us to function. So when you don't have order, there is no flow and you're not functioning. You're existing. My God today. Yes, sir. I'm telling you. Oh, Lord. Okay. I've, I, I've, 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 Man, I'm, I'm about to I'm about to throw this at my camera. You better come on and talk this thing here. Yes, now, he, didn't even, he didn't even leave a disordered tomb. He folded it before come he went back here. and kicked the devils behind. Come on here, Lord. All right, I gotta hit my bell one last time. I gotta hit my bell. My God, today, let me hit it again. You know what, you Lord, you done came here and showed out. You said God is so much a God of order. Yes. He folded his grave clothes. Yes. Huh? Come on now. <laughs> Lord, have, Lord, I need an usher. I just need an usher. <laughs> I need an usher. Lord, you know what? Lord, ha okay, okay. I got, all right. Mm. All right. Let me pull myself together. Because you, Lord, no, now see, that's an apostolic statement. That's something that only an apostle can point out. God, have, God is so much a God of order. He folded his grave clothes. Yes, sir. He didn't even. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Wow. What powerful and revelatory dialogue we've just had with guest Apostle Jeffrey Sanders, pastor of Word Life in Kannapolis, North Carolina. I'm interested in knowing how today's podcast empowered your life. Email me at admin at ctjohnson.org and let me know your thoughts and key points regarding today's lesson. Remember to visit the show notes in the podcast description to learn more about our guests, their ministries, products, and other pertinent information regarding the podcast. And of course, subscribe and rate the podcast as well as consider becoming a monthly partner or sponsor, enabling me to empower lives all around the world. Go to ctjohnson.org slash partnership and sow your best seed today. All right. Know that I love you. And until next time, and there will be a next time, be empowered. 
Thanks for listening to a Biblical Perspective podcast. If today's episode empowered you, subscribe and rate the podcast at cpnshows.com, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen. For more information about C.T. Johnson Ministries International, visit the website at ctjohnson.org or text CTJM to 54244 to stay in the know. And connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at C. Terrell Johnson, on Facebook and YouTube at C.T. Johnson Ministries. Tune in next time as I continue to empower your thinking from God's perspective.